0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Gregor Chisholm, our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter. And Gregor, the Blue Jays thought they had a really nice chance taking on the Angels, obviously a team that struggled all season this week to maybe kind of grab hold of sole possession of first place. Didn't really work out as they dropped two of three to the Angels, but silver lining, the Twins are coming up next, so still that chance. Uh, I want to talk about Thursday night's game, though, because they run into Jared Weaver, Jared Weaver of the 87-mile-per-hour fastball, and it just seems like he's the worst kind of pitcher for this Blue Jays lineup to face. Is it fair for me to say that, having to face a crafty guy that doesn't throw hard at, at all with all those big power hitters that like to hit a fastball?
1: Yeah, he is kind of in that mold of guys that they've had trouble with. Uh, Gallardo is another one who sticks out, who's kind of that crafty right-hander who the Jays have had notorious troubles with in the past. uh, You know, and this has been a little bit of a continuation of a trend now over the last couple weeks. It's a little bit reminiscent of earlier in the season uh, when the Jays' lineup struggled. This is a, a lineup of guys who can run hot and cold. Uh, and we've seen them run cold a little bit lately, and that, that's going to change. That's going to turn around. Uh, the guys in that lineup are too good for that to continue for too long. Uh, but it does go to show you that this, this lineup, this offense, um, just because it was so great last year, didn't mean it was guaranteed to come back in, in quite the same form this year. You mentioned uh, the guys coming around and Jose
0: Batista back in the lineup on Thursday. Now, he didn't really have a true rehab. I guess he played – In a sim game or two, a simulated game or two, he comes back a double and two RBIs like he had never been gone. Is Batista just the kind of guy that doesn't
1: necessarily need
0: that many at-bats when he's coming off an injury?
1: Yeah, it certainly looks that way. I mean, (laughs) he'll probably have some bumps and grinds along the way as well, but um, I think the priority was to just get him back as quickly as possible because he obviously is that type of impact bat, and and I think where you're going to see the Jays, kind of ease him back into the lineup is, is defensively. I think he's only going to see uh, you know, some sporadic playing time, at least in the in the initial uh, days and maybe even weeks of, of coming back. He's going to see a lot of time at DH. He's still going to start some in right field. He's not going to be a permanent DH by any means, um, but they're going to keep an eye on his, on his knee and, and that, that toe that was giving him some problems earlier this year. They're going to give him a little bit more time off his feet by getting him some of those at-bats at DH as opposed to always in right field.
0: So what does that mean for kind of everyone else in the lineup? Does that mean a few more starts at first base for Encarnacion?
1: Yeah, it does, and, and it, I think the person you're going to see out of the lineup or have them cost some playing time is, is it's going to be Justin smoke the one who's going to have to uh, find a lot more time on the bench, and, and the other person it means more playing time for it is Melvin Upton Jr. I mean, uh, initially when he came over to the Blue Jays, it was you were kind of wondering where he was going to. to get some of his playing time well ironically enough that's kind of sort of itself out with the injuries to Batista and Pilar and now they want to handle Batista uh, Melvin Upton Jr. has basically become an, e- an everyday player for this team and um, you know as, as we talked about last week he, he's also started to look uh, uh, a little bit better at the plate as well now that the reps have been coming his way
0: yeah the power is certainly coming a little bit for Melvin Upton Jr. and that trade just looks better and better always those little or smaller trades that end up really blossoming. It seems like after the trade deadline, and that one was a big one for the Blue Jays. That, like you said, it looked better and better after the fact. Kevin Pillar also back, and, and unlike Batista, he's a guy that you almost need him back for the defense more than the bat or anything he could supply on the offense. Does he instantly make an
1: impact when he's back in center field for this team? Yeah, he does, and we saw it this week already. I mean, he had a nice catch. I think it was in the second game uh, back in his return, a nice sliding catch uh, in center field, and he is that type of impact guy. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does for the bottom of that lineup as well. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's another area where the Blue Jays really need to start uh, piecing together some runs. Is the bottom three, four in that lineup, they need to be able to manufacture in a little bit of a different way. And. Um, You know, obviously for Polar, the the priority is the defense, but you'd like to see uh, a little bit of production with that bat as well and and his ability to kind of put the ball in play and and manufacture some things with his legs as well. Starting rotation continues to be a a big talking point for this team,
0: Gregor. And now Aaron Sanchez, uh, option to the minor leagues as part of the holding the innings down. Obviously they have the six-man rotation thing going, but now Sanchez temporarily, sent down to AAA as well. Um, I guess it's just a matter of doing all they can to kind of make this work, and they're really thinking outside the box at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was, there was no way that they were going to be able to keep Sanchez in the rotation without getting a little bit creative. Uh, you know, the one thing that they have rolled out is having him go up to upwards of 230 innings this year, and if, if you factor in a potential postseason run, they have to take all that into consideration as well. So, uh, they're getting a little creative in this spot. It, it was a point in the schedule where they also kind of needed to do something like that because you know it's one thing to have a six man rotation and have everybody take the mound on on one extra day of rest it's It's another um, you know, matter entirely when you've got three off days um, kind of in that week and a half span that really throws everything else in, into a, a little bit of chaos in terms of guys' routines as well. Uh, what you don't want is guys taking the mound consistently on seven or eight days rest, and we've seen a little bit of that over the last week. So uh, moving Sanchez out temporarily uh, allowed them to do that. Uh, I think you're probably going to see at least one more, probably maybe even two starts of his uh, skip uh, again in September. They, that won't require a roster move because the rosters will have expanded at that by that point, but uh, this won't be the first time that they have to, to do a little something with Sanchez to massage those innings a little bit.
0: And it kind of serves two purposes too, I guess, because you look at the numbers for Sanchez and over his last three starts, not as good as he's obviously, obviously been so good this season. But last three starts, the ERA up over five. So uh, you want to talk about being able to keep him sharp as well. But maybe the rest beyond just keeping that total innings limit down, maybe the rest keeps him better right now because it seems like maybe he's getting a little tired
1: yeah yeah and there's certainly a case to be made for that as well and you know the the last start that he did have the numbers ended up being kind of ugly in the end, but he he was as dominant as I've seen yeah. him during the early stages of that game, and uh the final uh inning that he did have, he hit a bit of a roadblock there but uh yeah there there's no question about it i mean Sanchez is on board with this entire plan as well. I don't think he wants to go to a two hundred and thirty innings or anything like that either. he wants to be able to get through this season and Um, you know, what the Blue Jays just need to have him doing is despite all these kind of irregularities in his schedule, um, they need to get him on track uh, at the right time in September so that he's peaking uh, when this team hopes that it goes on What's the start of uh, of a postseason run.
0: Gregor, this goes back to last week a little bit, but we haven't talked since since it happened. Uh, The Blue Jays uh, dismissed amateur scouting director Brian Parker. He had actually overseen the club's last four drafts. And national cross-checker Blake Davis. Um, obviously, you have a situation in Toronto where Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins came in last year. And is this just a matter of they've had time to kind of look through the organization and, and kind of make decisions upon what they want? And this is the time they decided to, to make a move to those positions. More so than it than it's speaking directly of what those guys have done in the last year?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and you know, what I think they wanted to do was um allow everyone in their current role uh to remain there through most of this year anyways and, and you saw that Par- Parker oversaw the the last draft and, and so they let him get through that they let him get through the the signing period to, to take care of all the guys who were taken and then as the minor league season is wrapping up i think it was a case of of shapiro and akens taking a look at the organization in, in this particular case i just think there was uh, a slightly different philosophical view uh both in terms of how the the role was viewed itself and uh, that, that's not a knock on brian parker i, th- I think brian, brian parker had some some pretty strong drafts of this team, but it it really is a case of uh, the front office taking a look at what it has in store and then wanting to get their guys in the positions. And this is what you normally see from organizations when there's a new regime that comes in. Oftentimes they want to bring in uh, their guys or they want to explore who their guys might be. Uh, And I think that's what you're seeing uh, happening right now. And it wouldn't surprise me if if there's uh, more changes to come in the front office uh, once the season is over. Sticking with
0: that theme of player development, rosters can expand, obviously, on September 1st. That's quickly approaching. The Blue Jays are different than than some franchises, and they don't have the obvious big prospects that that everybody kind of wants to see come up in September. But are there some interesting guys down there that that may get a look in September uh, to see what they can do going forward?
1: Yeah, I think for the most part it's going to be kind of the returning cast of characters that we've seen uh, kind of on that regular bus from, uh, uh, from Buffalo to Toronto. Uh, you know, the guys like Ryan Tapera, Bo Schultz, um, Aaron Loop, uh, who will stick around. Uh, he's been with the team this week, but he's been one of those up-and-down guys. And uh, guys like Ch- Chad Giorotto and, and Danny Barnes. Uh, Mike Bolsinger, uh, guys like that, and then on the position player side, I think you're going to just see the uh, the players that we're that we're pretty familiar with already. Guys like Ryan Goins. I think Eric Krabs will come up as, as the third catcher. This is more of a veteran call-up group um, than it is for rookies. I think the one young player you are going to see make the jump again is Dalton Pompey, and he had a really interesting role in the team last year. Actually, ended up making that postseason roster and really became uh, kind of the full-time pinch runner. Uh, off the bench and really became a weapon for John Gibbons to use in that role. So uh, I, I think he'll be back. They don't quite need that speed as much as they did before uh, because they've got Melvin Upton on the team. They've got Ezekiel Carrera, uh, but Dalton Palm pay gives them uh, another person uh, for that, for that job as well. And, and I, I think you'll see him uh, get at least a little bit of playing time down the stretch.
0: Yeah, it'd be great to see him really uh, have the kind of year that he's had in the past or the, the breakout year coming up through the system, Mike to see him finish strong so that he can be that guy going forward. He'd love to have a young built-up from within outfielder to throw into the mix next year. Certainly be good to see Pompey back on the big league club. All right, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition for Gregor Chisholm. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.